0: this is a triple j podcast hey here we are another day another shake up on hack i'm dave marchese getting used to it i'm loving this week of shake-ups that we're doing it's two of five so we've got a few more to go yesterday we were focusing on pop culture and today it's sport and it makes sense right because some of the biggest events the biggest stories biggest moments of this year have centered around sport it's dominated the headlines So, let's get into it with some sports nuts. Here's a bit of a taste of what's coming up. It's been
1: honestly a dream come true. They've done Australia proud, they've done women proud. Let's go, Victoria!
2: Let's go! This is because Victoria is broke. A little bit
0: disappointing from our point of view. The game is in a difficult place down there.
2: Some players are starting to look at doing Uber driving at the moment just to get income.
0: Back for two. Oh, he's knocked it over the bandwagon. And Australia
3: are home. On Triple J.
0: Yeah, there's been so much happening in sport this year. Some of it incredible, some not so incredible. A bit of rough stuff as well. I'm wondering, what's your biggest sporting moment of the year? Also, who's your personal MVP for 2023? And you know what? It doesn't have to have anything to do with sport. Could be anyone. You could be personally shouting out anyone is your most valuable player. Who is it? Why? I want to know. Call in 1300 055 536. You can message in as well, 0439 757 555. Hey, we got to meet our very impressive shake-up sport crew now. And first, sports creator, co-host of the Sport and Spice podcast with Declan Byrne, Lavender. Devai. how are you? I'm
1: good. How are you?
0: I'm good. This, this is the first shake-up, right?
1: This is the first shake-up. <laughs> yeah. It's not our first meeting virtually, but nah. it's our first meeting in real life. And, and an honor to be here. You're my MVP.
0: Of oh, day. stop, Lav. Stop. How do we feel about sport this year?
1: It's it's the Year of the Girls. It has well and truly been the Year of the Girls when it comes to sport. It's interesting, isn't it?
0: Because we were talking about that like with pop culture yesterday. We were focusing heavily on that and also Year of the Girls. Um, we're going to be getting into a lot more of that in a minute. But 1st I got to meet the other shake-up. Guests, and you know him from the kick it forward podcast also a sports geno himself
3: josh garlup how are you yeah good thank you mate uh thanks for having me on again for the hack oh sorry yeah the shake up end of the year <laughs> ready to wrap up 2023 <laughs> yeah big time it's <laughs> so been a busy one what's going on yeah, it's really busy. Got the cricket in town this week. Pakistan, Australia start. So we're doing some stuff with that. And then, um, I don't know, it's, it's a bit weird, uh, Perth. It's just sunny days every day. So there's not really much reason <laughs> not to sort of get out and about and do some stuff. Oh, I love it.
0: Well, hey, we've got so much to get into. I actually don't know how we're going to fit everything into this show. It's huge. There's been so much that's happened across all the codes but we're going to try and we're going to start with some of the bigger, happier moments in sport this year. Here's Ellie Grounds with a bit of a recap.
3: 21-year-old Courtney Vine at her first World Cup. Cue the party!
2: Name me anything that captured the hearts and minds of Australians more this year than the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. I'll wait. <laughs>
0: Tilly's fans, you were absolutely incredible to know. The idea 30 years ago, frankly, or 20 years ago, that you would have had full stadiums watching women's team sport was something uh, that would have been seen as being exceptionally ambitious. Well, that's long gone.
2: That quarterfinal against France, that penalty shootout, it felt like the entire country was watching and collectively holding their breath. Yes! And
3: they're through. Unbelievable scenes. The Matildas have won the penalty shootout.
2: And remember that video of an entire flight all watching the game? Except for that one dude who was watching Lord of the Rings. But his mistake wasn't as bad as Barnaby Joyce's, who was watching an Australia versus France game but not the right one.
0: I think we're watching the wrong game. I think they'd put on a repeat.
2: And even though our dream of a World Cup victory on home soil didn't pan out after our loss to England in the semi-final, it felt like it was a real turning point.
0: I've got friends that aren't really into sport. I think that's the difference. It's unifying everyone. It's Mm. bringing everyone in.
2: And it wasn't just the Tillies. 2023 was packed with huge sport news. Both Aussie cricket teams were triumphant at the Ashes, but the men didn't get there without controversy. Oh, now, this is going to be interesting. When English batsman Johnny Bairstow walked out of his crease after he thought the end of the over had been called, Aussie wicketkeeper Alex Carey stumped him, and Bairstow was out. It's legal, and, according to Captain Pat Cummins, play on. I
3: thought it was fair. It's a really common thing for keepers to do
2: but England wasn't having a bar of it
3: and then would have had to have a a real think around the, the spirit of the game and would I want to potentially win a game with something like that happening it would be no
2: the NRL expanded this year with the Redcliffe Dolphins entering the league under the guidance of legendary coach Wayne Bennett and you've won first game for the Dolphins And 800-metre track runner Peter Boll, who came fourth at the Tokyo Olympics and won silver at last year's Commonwealth Games, was cleared of doping after failing a drug test six months earlier. Boll has always maintained his innocence. And speaking of the Comm Games, there was a whole lot that went down. But maybe we'll save that for a bit later. Hack
1: on Triple J.
0: Yeah, Ellie Grounds there with the best of sport for 2023. What was your pick? The best moment in sport for you this year? Maybe it's something completely different we haven't touched on. Message in 043975755. Already getting some messages now. Someone says the NHL Global Series in Melbourne. Ice hockey in Melbourne boosting the local game with support from Canada and the US. Someone else... Collingwood Magpies winning the Premiership of 2023. That was from Darcy Moore. He's texted, no, just kidding. It was actually from April in Melbourne. <laughs> Darcy Moore, though, he was on the Shake Up the other week. I'm sure he agrees. sure he's stoked that April's messaged that in. Let's get into it with the Shake Up crew now. We've got two sports nuts with us, podcasters Lavender Bye and Josh Garlett. Lav, sporting highlight of the year for you. What do you reckon?
1: Oh, it's been a tough year. So many big things. If we're talking individual World mm. Cup, obviously, as a whole, that Courtney Vine penalty, <laughs> the fact that of all people to be the golden girl, it wasn't Sam Kerr, it wasn't any of the big names, it was a girl that plays right here in Sydney and chooses to stay in Sydney rather than going overseas.
0: Could you ever have imagined the moment those weeks around the Women's World Cup would have brought the country together like that? Like, we knew it would be big, but did you think it would be that big?
1: As someone who worked on this for years Mm. and was around when people were like, What do you mean there's a women's world cup? Yeah, even I was like blown away at the sheer volume. Shirts were selling out, they we broke TV records, we broke stadium records, every record that could have been broken. The girls broke, yeah. I also want to say, Newcastle Knights winning the NRL.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you'd got (laughs) to put that in, Newcastle girls, yeah. (laughs) Josh, what about you, sporting highlight?
3: I think you have to go with the Matildas. I've, I've probably got another one that I found funny which we'll get to in a sec but yeah, just what um, <laughs> Lab said.
1: Oh, the nice.
3: Uh, crazy that uh, <laughs> the, the team got around, like the country got around it. Like you, you couldn't really speak to anyone. I've got a lot of friends that don't like sport partners and stuff that don't like sport um, despite their partners working in sport and everyone was talking about it and the fact they sold the rights for so cheap Um, It's really going to change how they price it next time. Um, And I think that's that's probably the big thing too for sport. It's more expensive than ever for the broadcasters. And the appeal for live entertainment um, of this kind is there's no other, there's no other product that still exists that people want to buy and people want to get around. And it was just so cool to, I don't know, be in Perth at a pub on a Wednesday night and mm-hmm. there's so many people there and Sam Kerr kicks a goal. Yeah. And the same ironic thing was, you know, she won the WA Championship or potentially made the final years earlier and there weren't weren't that many people at that game and at the same time the same person is um, having the most amazing goal in front of 7.5 million people watching probably though for me the funniest was um, just the Ashes reaction, that was some of the funniest like, <laughs> oh, sports I wanna, comedy I get for about into that. four weeks. I want to yeah. get into
0: that in a second we have spoken about the Ashes with you earlier this year, it's <laughs> been pr- quite a controversy Love. Um, what are we a soccer nation now? Is this it or have we always been? We just didn't realise it.
1: I think we've always been a football nation, there are a lot of things we need to do, namely uh, making grassroots football more expensive in some places. It's thousands of dollars a year for kids to play. You do that, you can't have Matilda's 10 years from now. Simple Mm. as that. But I think we've always been a football nation. I think when you've got John Aloisi, you've got those people from 20 years ago getting behind the girls. I think we just need to fund it. That's the only thing stopping us from truly being a
0: football nation. So, you know, after the World Cup and everyone was saying, you know, this is it, the impact that this has had on women's sport has been huge. I'm interested in your take, Lav, now months on. Has it had the impact, looking back, that we all was hoping that it did? We're hoping that it did.
1: Yes and no. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be the golden ticket that fixed mm. decades of problems in both men's and women's football in this country. And I don't think it's that. I think we're still not pulling the numbers that the women's the women deserve, particularly in the A-League. But the big kicker for me was I went to the Socceroos game in Melbourne, what, a month ago? Mm-hmm. And I was seeing so many people in Mary Fowler shirts and particularly men in their sort of early to mid-20s, really in that thing where they're like, oh, women's sport isn't serious, blah all wearing specifically Matilda's shirts, not Socceroos shirts. They were wearing Matilda's shirts at a Socceroos game. I think they're the moments that really change the conversation and it's each individual, particularly man, that has those conversations in their friends group that's going to change it moving forward
0: definitely some kind of switch that happened which was amazing to see you've got a lot of messages coming through someone says nina kennedy sharing gold in the pole vault someone else says aflw best season yet great vibe comp is going from strength to strength another person shane van ginsbergen from nz winning the NASCAR race in chicago it was his first ever NASCAR race absolute freak and another person, the only thing the Poms know in cricket is how to complain about the rules they <laughs> created. But, hey, at least they won a moral victory, Ashes. Yeah, the moral victory, Josh. Mm. What do we reckon? So all the stuff that happened um, with the Ashes, and, you know, important to point out, the men and women won, took out the Ashes this year. Men, bit of controversy, though, all that Johnny Bairstow stuff. Um, you know, the stumping incident, Bearstow coming out later saying Australia took illegal catches. Do you reckon this has tarnished our reputation in cricket even more or do you think nobody cares
3: except England? this is the most likable Australian team that I remember. Like, from from, from the really strong winning period, there's, it's hard to go through this team outside of potentially David Warner and not love all these guys. The way they celebrated after the ODI win, the way they won the Test Championship, they keep they destroyed India despite they were being counted out in the ODI uh, World Cup as well. They just keep winning uh, despite, you know, a pretty tough probably four years overall. You know, they, they had the issues with Justin Langer being ousted, then they had the Sandpaper Gate scandal before that. And now, if your biggest foe is some whinging palms, it's like a pretty good thing for <laughs> at least within Australia, and 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 even like anecdotally, you see people going, "Oh, geez, Travis Head, uh, he's really annoying," but geez, he's such a good player because all oh, there's so many Indian fans, although pretty angry, they're angry for the right reason because mm. he's playing so well. So I think. I think their reputation's at an all-time high. That's so funny. You've got a
0: lot of messages coming through, people's highlights, someone, Lav, backing you up. They're like, up the nights on yes! the text line. Was it Bradman Best? <laughs> it was Bradman Best. <laughs> could have been, could have been. Um, so much stuff that we haven't even mentioned, though, that's been huge. Hey. So Formula One, <laughs> Formula Two, Formula Three. Yeah. And yep. you're
3: only going to. Yeah.
0: On Triple Jack. Yeah, like, if you're a Formula One fan, you would have just heard there from Aussie Oscar Piastri actually just named Rookie of the Year in the last few days, that's huge news. Like, Piastri, the first since Lewis Hamilton to achieve multiple Grand Prix podiums in their rookie season. Then there was all the drama with Daniel Ricciardo and McLaren. It's been massive news, and not just here around the world, and that's the interesting thing. Like, I went on a holiday to Europe earlier this year when I was there. All people were asking me about was Oscar Piastri, Daniel Ricciardo love do you get the hype around formula one
1: i absolutely do i think the way that formula one has been rebranded into this really cool young person sport Mm. lots of people complain that it's too expensive now it's unattainable but i love it i think we are investing i think in australia we have this idea that sport needs to be super cheap and it's not like that anywhere else in the world yeah i love seeing the likes of piastri absolutely killing it overseas my biggest upset though is that his mum was going to go to Japan to watch him when he made podium and she went, nah, I'm going to go to Vegas instead. Oh, no. And then in Vegas, he had a bad race.
0: <laughs> oh, McLaren
1: so were like, we will pay for your flight, Nicole. Come oh. to Japan. And she was like, nah, I'll wait for Vegas.
0: Hey, there's always got to be a heartbreak moment somewhere along <laughs> the line. Poor parents, long-suffering parents. I'm sure she's been a few races <laughs> over the years. What do you reckon, uh, Josh? Like, do you get it? There's a lot of talk about the Melbourne Grand Prix, uh, the money that's been spent on it. People saying it's cost taxpayers $100 million, but then others are saying, oh, but it brought $268 back to the economy. Young people do seem to be really obsessed with motorsport at the moment.
3: Do do you back it, Josh? I think the stardom around them is now back to an all time high. Around mm. the way they market through, you know, drive to survive, um, and I think that's funny with Oscar Piastri because I don't think he's too much of a household name just yet in yeah. Australia. But it's interesting in Europe that he's so popular. Now he was he won I think Formula Three in his first year, won Formula Two in his second year, and then he comes in is a rookie. So this guy's an absolute superstar, and he's so young still. And I think where We're still trying to figure out um, how good of a personality he is because apparently he really is. His trainer is a guy from Wonga Park in Victoria, um, called uh, Kim Cadle. And he he's pretty close to him and he always talks about he's a really funny dude. So I think that'll just come with time and this whole country's going to fall in love with him. And also, a lot of the drivers on the tour, you know, they're quite rich nepotism in, forced into to, to driving and they don't really have the best personality. And these Australian guys, like Dan Ricciardo and Oscar Piastri, are the exact opposite. Like, they're, they're genuinely interesting, funny dudes and you just want to learn about them. So I'm, um, I'm excited for for F1 in the years to come. And there is a wealth barrier for sure. But I mean, that kind of makes it a bit more... Uh, interesting because this is the best possible car we can ever see.
0: I reckon there's definitely a huge year ahead for Formula One. Like, it's going to be pretty crazy. Even, like, I mean, just the stuff that's happened the last few months has been um, great to watch. And like you say, it's the personalities as well. People love to follow these personalities. They want to see what Oscar's doing in his spare time, what Daniel's up to. It's a pretty fabulous lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Even the Kiwi,
1: <laughs> Liam Lawson. Liam Lawson, the guy from New Zealand, is such a personality yeah. at the moment. He's and out. He's like talking about Cars the movie and just so (laughs) likeable. He started doing YouTube videos. I I think mm. the Australasian... Contingent are doing yeah. really well.
3: They just need to make the races less boring right now because right now the Stappen's too, too far ahead. Like, seriously, we they need they to, need to make it more competitive. A well, well, yeah, part. they need to have an, some... You know how they normally reset the engines or some crap? Like, that, that's what needs to come.
0: And I think they've actually... I saw some research out about this and they've shown that there's been a bit of a dip in popularity that might be because the races are a little boring at this point. Mm. So, yeah, interesting. Definitely a big year ahead. We've been talking about all the good stuff and there's so much good stuff, obviously, but this year was not without controversy. I'm not talking about the Ashes controversy. I'm talking about some real stuff here. Moments that players, sports administrators, fans would really rather forget.
3: The Diamonds
0: have done it!
2: They are the world champions! It should have been a year of celebration for Australian netball, but a bitter pay dispute overshadowed that. Netball Australia announced earlier this year it was still $4.2 million in debt.
0: The protracted dispute has left super netball players unemployed and unpaid for more than two months.
2: And I have had players sobbing. I have had them weeping. Players have slept in their cars. Just over a week ago, Netball Australia and the players agreed to a deal in principle. And then today... When we got a statement from Netball Australia, we thought it might be confirmation of the new pay deal. But instead, the CEO, Kelly Ryan, is resigning with immediate effect. If anyone proved why we can't have nice things this year... Battled Spanish Soccer Federation President Luis Rubiales was asked to resign today amid the fallout from his unsolicited kiss of forward Jenny Hermoso after Spain's victory in the Women's World Cup final. And speaking of World Cups, one team that didn't do well this year was the Wallabies.
3: Australia's Rugby World Cup campaign is over after a humiliating loss to Wales in the pool stages, which is the first time that's happened in history.
0: Rugby is in big trouble yet again. I feel
3: embarrassed
0: almost saying that I'm a supporter of rugby.
2: Plans to build an AFL stadium in Tasmania got people fired up. We are here to make sure that stadium is never If you stop the stadium, uh, you stop the team and you kill the dream. And a dream that was killed was Australia hosting the next Commonwealth Games.
0: Sensationally scrapped after the Premier revealed a multi-billion dollar cost blowout. It is not the $2.6
2: billion which was budgeted. It is in fact at least $6 billion uh,
3: and could be as high as $7 billion.
0: The Gold Coast Mayor has officially pulled the
2: pin on the city's bid to host the 2026 Commonwealth Games. Hack
0: on Triple J. Ellie Grounds reminding us of some of the more chaotic sports stories of the past year, and there were a few. Maybe you've got something to add, your biggest sport disappointment of 2023. Message it in, 43975755 we We're talking about all this stuff on The Shake Up with sports presenters, podcasters, Lavender By, Josh Garland. Hey, love, netball pay dispute. What a nightmare.
1: What a nightmare. I think there's no way this would never happen in men's sport the fact that there were players sleeping in their cars the fact that players salaries were the thing that got stuffed it wouldn't have ever happened if this was the afl the government would have gone here's all the money you need to pay everyone what they need we'll loan you whatever you need and then you can work it out later that was never an option the players were in this horrible situation and it didn't even really get the attention that i think it deserved when we were witnessing world-class athletes sleeping in their cars and they're not even making that much money to begin with it's not as if they were all on million dollar salaries that there was not enough money
0: yeah and i mean that's the pay dispute thing the other thing was obviously diamonds amazing winning the world cup and there was a Mm. bit of criticism at that point Mm. people saying australia didn't really show up for the diamonds maybe Gave the same attention, saying we need to be supporting netball a lot more. we got a lot of people on the text line here saying, Diamonds won the netball World Cup. They're the most successful Australian team and they get really- Same with the women's rugby. Very little recognition.
1: They came out around the time of the World Cup saying, well, where is all this support? The men's rugby were getting behind the Matildas, but nobody was getting behind- the girls? Yeah.
0: Mm. Josh, what do you think? Do you think, are you hopeful? I mean, we had the news out today that Netball Australia Chief Executive Kelly Ryan has announced her resignation. Is leaving. People are saying, oh, yeah, we're expecting uh, within days a new pay deal is going to be announced you know, after months
3: of negotiations. Do you think this is being sorted? It's going to come to an end, the pay dispute? I just don't like the smear campaign about the players When there was the Hancock prospecting Mm -hmm. deal for about 15 million, that was really mismanaged. So I kind of understand the Netball Australia CEO stepping down. But the the players had an understandable reaction to one of their teammates, but they never said they weren't going to put the logo on their. Jersey. Now, that narrative was pushed out by so many places and the smear campaign was just all that the players did were spoiled brats when in reality they're not getting paid much at all and they were okay with it and there was never an intervention to say, hey, we're actually underpaid and we have this huge participation and we're the best in the world maybe maybe we can actually have a conversation and we're we we, 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 we we're keen to take the money because we don't get paid. Yeah. Like, we need the money. So I think, like, the whole thing has been mismanaged and it's been frustrating to watch from the outside in because, um, you know, netball is a big part of Australian sport. And then the argument the other way is people say, you hear this sort of yell sometimes, oh, well, it doesn't make money. You can't pay them if it doesn't make money. It's like, well, I don't, I don't think that's true. I, I think I see people at the games. I know there's broadcast deal issues, but... There was more mismanagement from a higher level that this shouldn't have happened. This shouldn't be... People shouldn't be sleeping in cars and things like that. It's also, like, from
0: a community level as well. Like, it's pretty easy to see that it's so popular at the moment. People are getting around netball. They want to participate. They want to see it as well. Got some messages coming through, people talking about their biggest disappointments. Guy from the Gong says, biggest sports story had to be the implosion of rugby Australia. Never Mm -hmm. seen an organisation crumble under its own web of lies so completely. Who what do we reckon? Are you into rugby, love?
1: I, oh, I am and I'm not. Mm. I think this year we spoke about it at length on Sport and Spice where we went into it with, like, there was this mentality that we went into it with this junior team and it was a learning experience, but it's a World Cup. Mm. Like, in what world can you go, oh, yeah, we're going to take a bunch of players that are inexperienced <clears throat> to a World Cup for a learning experience because then all of those players... And no disrespect to the players, I don't think it was their fault at all. But all those players end up going and embarrassing themselves and then coming back really defeated when ultimately they should have never been put in a position where we took a really junior team over and put the weight of the nation on their shoulders only like knowing going into it that we weren't going to succeed.
0: Josh, what do you think of this one? Like, Do you think rugby union in Australia has a pretty bleak future?
3: Is that it? I think there's a strong future because there's still going to be people playing, but it's. I think the fans are disenchanted by it. The Eddie Jones. It was hilarious to watch it play out, but and just confusing I, I as well to confusing, watch it play like, out. Is this person insane? Like you're telling <laughs> us on multiple different things. Like you're you're treating everyone like it. But you're also there's a captain, there's like six different captains in seven matches or whatever it was, and they're sitting next to you while you say, No, I haven't had an interview with Japan, I haven't had an interview with Japan yeah. and then there's just confirming sources constantly coming out and he's like, I oh, don't know anything. And now it's been all but confirmed with him Phil War, the the chief executive for Rugby Australia coming out saying, Well, he had the he had the full idea that he thought it was actually gonna be Eddie Jones into the future on a five year deal and he leaves to go to Japan. It was so ridiculous and he's there like yelling at everyone saying you're all idiots, like you're all liars and you're all negative you're all negative-negative. And the whole time he's doing this interview, I feel for the players. I really mm. feel for the players. Yeah. And also for the junior players um, that, you know, I, you know, there's, it's a hard sport. It's also a two-month World Cup. Imagine going to go over to do that. And it's not even just like a one-week thing. It's two months. <coughs> and you have to deal with the Eddie Jones deal as well. So, um, yeah, they're in a bad way. But I don't think it's there's only up from here.
0: Right. Okay. It's not terminal. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> We've got lots of messages
0: coming through on that one. Someone else talking about the Commonwealth Games. What did we think about this saga? Do, do, love, do we care about the Commonwealth Games?
1: I have two thoughts. On okay. Them. Okay. <clears throat> here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I have precisely two thoughts on the Commonwealth Games. For starters, who cares? <laughs> and my second thought <laughs> is I don't know if I'm delusional and forgive me if I am. 7 billion dollars? I reckon I could run the Commonwealth <laughs> Games for like 200 mil. How is it costing 7 billion dollars? That's an insane amount of money uh. to do anything. And how we go from like 1 billion to 7 billion? That's a lot of money yeah. that's disappearing. Yeah. I reckon Josh and I could put our heads together and do it. You for- reckon
3: Josh? Well, no, I don't really. I struggle to organise a podcast. Uh, uh, I'm not going into I'm like local... Not I'm going If I'm going down, No local going government stuff me. for me, please. Oh, I'm done. There's so
0: much happening with the... You know, Victoria, the Gold Coast, both pulling out of hosting the 2026-27 games, in case you missed it. But, hey, just quickly, before we go, there were some pretty beautiful and heartwarming moments in Sport 2. Hey. Djokovic is deposed as a new king. A shot putter showed what it really means to take one for the team. Two teams,
3: one city and a huge night of sport. Well, what roof there is at Stadium Australia. Lifted fully off because here, making a bow in the World Cup, it's Australia's captain. On Triple Jack.
0: Yeah, so many amazing moments that really restored our faith, not only in sport, in humanity. The Belgian shot putter did the hurdles for the teammates or so the... The team wouldn't get disqualified. Sam Kerr obviously coming back from injury for the Tillies. You're on the shake-up. We're looking back at the year of sport with podcasters, sports fanatics Josh Garlop and Lavender Vi. Josh, any moments, heartwarming ones that stick out for you? Um,
3: No. I haven't put enough thought on this. I did enjoy. <laughs> I did You're enjoy. like, no, I've got a few negative ones I'd he like to bring that. up yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously the Matildas was so great to see everyone yeah. get around. But um, g 2s Giants making it to a prelim. That was pretty cool as well. Uh, <laughs> I need I need to have another thing. Give back, uh, Lav one as okay, well. Okay, like Lav, what do you reckon? Can
1: I be really niche Newcastle? And I feel like look, I, we're, I feel we're like making you've... eye contact across the table here. It's
0: yeah. like a Newcastle thing. Yeah, okay, do it, do it. Nova Castrian.
1: It's been like 20 years since the Knights have done well. <laughs> I went to it for the first time in, as long as I can remember, I had to scam tickets, not illegally. I had to borrow (laughs) tickets from someone that was a member to go to a Knights game because the whole town rallied around it. There was not an empty seat in the stadium. Towns like that where it's like everyone gets around one team and they just live and breathe it and those teams do well. Love it's it. good. You I know, just love the nights.
0: In you know Newcastle, they still go on about that huge Premiership in the nineties, like and <laughs> you and you feel it when you're there. You're right. Communities that get behind a team, it's amazing. What do we think about next year? Because it's a huge year next year. we <laughs> <laughs> You're still on the night, so I'm thinking like Summer Olympics,
3: <laughs> oh. the Paralympics. Like it's going to be huge. Well, I think it'll be Frio's year next year. But um, <laughs> what uh, the Olympics is going to be great to watch. I think I always think about the Olympics. Can you name? Can you name two gold medalists? And if you can, can you name a third? Because there were there were a lot of gold medalists at the last Olympics. And I love in the moment getting around these random like mm. rowers or anything. And yeah. they become a star for a week, but it's about carrying them through. So I'm excited to see in France in what will be a really cool, really fun Olympics to see who comes out of obscurity in Australia to become, you know, on the face of Weepix or something like that. <laughs> It's going to be fun, yeah. Like you say, just because it's in Paris, it's like, oh, the Olympics are in Paris.
0: like people are going around with their baguettes. We love it. Love, what do you think? Next year, looking forward to it?
1: Yeah, I am. I I think what Josh was saying, I agree that I think now this is our first TikTok Olympics where we're really in the digital era. I think there's always that one. I, I said on TikTok the other day that I think we need to start doing like docos on random athletes because there's always the one obscure person that takes off. Yeah, I think with the internet the way it is now, we actually have a chance for these niche athletes to grow and maybe not be the next Kyle Chalmers but be – big names that last longer than the end of the Olympics.
0: That kind of community support, like bringing people around, rallying. Yeah, of course. Let's get around shop Hey, and it might yeah. happen. It probably will. Guys, that's all we've got time for. We're still getting so many messages from people with their huge sporting moments. Someone, James from Orange, says, you have to mention the Lawrence Brothers, racing motocross, supercross in America. Jet has won 22 race meets straight and having the perfect season. Um, yeah, yeah. The Lawrence Brothers are amazing. They do so well, so it's definitely worth a shout out hey, thank you so much, podcasters, sports presenters, Lavender By and Josh Garlop. Appreciate your take on all of the year in sport. It's been so much fun. Thanks for having us. No worries. Thanks, Thanks Josh. Hack on Triple Jack. Huge thanks again to our Shake-Up crew for the Sports Shake-Up of 2023, podcasters Lavin Dubai and Josh Garlop. And hey, the week of Shake-Ups does continue tomorrow. We're getting into politics, the big one tomorrow. Everything that went down over the past year, from resignations, the referendum, everything in between. We're breaking it down with political minds Georgie Purcell from Victoria, politician in Victoria, and Zach Kirkup from WA, the former Liberal leader in Western Australia. We'll have all... All of that coming up for you. Keep listening. See ya.